Slavery was the dark ages for people of African descent, but it's an important topic, one that needs to be had, especially when we're constantly bombarded with movies that don't really tell the whole story in its proper context, often inserting other narratives or values. Today, I thought I'd illuminate our ancestors who stood up against tyranny and oppression, the ancestors who said, we've had the enough. speaker is Allison Guess who is a doctoral candidate in Earth and Environmental Studies at the CUNY Graduate Center, as well as a recipient of the prestigious IUPLR Mellon CUNY Dominican Studies Institute Program Fellow for the current 2020-2021 academic year. Um, she will be presenting her paper, 16th Century Hispaniola and the 1521 Rebellion, a Pivotal Hidden Black Geography. Okay, thank you, Seth. Um, I want to also thank the Dominican Studies Association for inviting me today um, to present my work. The paper that I'm presenting to you all today is a snapshot um, of an article that I submitted for publication several weeks ago, and so I'll start. While much scholarship and popular understandings of Black radicalism in the Americas centers on the iconic Haitian Revolution, the distinctive study of Black 16th century Hispaniola is largely absent from North American studies of the Caribbean and Latin America, as well as in studies of the Atlantic world and what Paul Gilroy calls the Black Atlantic. This obscuring of the New World's earliest Black presence is odd, given that the eastern part of the island of Hispaniola was the very first place that was populated by Black people centuries before the founding of San Domingue in 1659 or the Republic of Haiti in 1804. This paper examines the first acts of Black liberation to transpire in the Americas. More particularly, I zero, on, zero in on the Santo Domingo Slave Revolt of 1521, also known as the 1521 Christmas Rebellion, which, not which is not only the first recorded uprising of Black people in the New World, but it also took root just 29 years after Christopher Columbus set foot on the stolen Taino land that later became La Hispaniola in 1492. In just one more year, next year, in December in 2021, the 500, 500 year anniversary of this rebellion will take place. As this quincentennial culmination of the earliest black led rebellion is on the horizon, and we are now in the midst of a time where black indigenous and working class rebellion is sweeping across the planet. The study of 16th century Hispaniola and black life is pivotal. That said, Black rebel activity in 16th century Española serves as a grounding for us to understand some of the earliest instances of Black radicalism in the Americas. And in this paper, I demonstrate some of the ways in which 16th century Española is a pivotal hidden Black geography. An unsettling of dust, dust plotting and dawn reckonings. An unsettling sense of anxiety swept across the island of Española, unexpected by ruling authorities, the Black and enslaved rebels' attack was only recognized, inferably, on the dawn of December 26 in 1521. Just one day after Christmas, a time in which most Christians would have been recovering from the festivities of La Noche Buena and the birth of Christ, a mixed band comprised of, quote, Blacks and slaves, end quote, gathered in a nearby certain place. In that nearby place, they huddled and plotted to strike. According to official reports, the Black-led rebels neither spared nor saved any ruling white Christian they encountered. In his 1535 account, Gonzalo Fernandez Oviedo 
reveals that the people who rebelled were actually enslaved by Diego Colon himself. Diego Colon was the son of Christopher Columbus and the fourth governor of Hispaniola. This would mean that the place that the rebellion began would have been on or near La Nueva Isabella, which was Governor Diego Colon's sugar ingenio, located near the southwest central town of Azua, about 110 kilometers to the west of the city of Santo Domingo. Up to 20 of Colon's enslaved laborers were the initial agitators of the rebellion, and they came to form the root network of Black instigators. Upon secretly leaving Colon's sugar estate, inferably at dusk, the rebels met up with 20 and up and their numbers multiplied. From 20, they were 40 and their attempt to expand was noted. After gathering at the meeting place in quote, quantity concentrated to rebel, end quote, the black led rebels killed some ruling Christians who were in the fields and they set out to reach Azua. Azua would have been an obvious target for the black led rebels. Nothing about Azua indicates that the black led rebels plot to go there was wholly ingenious. In fact, it was nothing short of sensible and presumably necessary to go there if the rebels wanted to liberate a large swath of Black and enslaved peoples. After all, Azua during the time was the center of Hispaniola's large sugar industry in a highly agricultural area. It was located in the periphery and though marginal, it was central to Black life on the island and the sugar-based export extractive economy of Hispaniola. Because many enslaved and unfree Black people worked on or near the construction of sugar mills and farms proximate to Azua, targeting a place laden with ingenios would have been sensible and strategic. 